fact, the verse of scripture that's in my heart for us tonight is in Matthew 16, verse 18. And if you've been to Arise Church for a while, you would have heard me quote it because it is definitely on my top term 10 Bible verses. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I hope you understand that Jesus didn't just give empty trash talk ever. Whenever Jesus ever said anything, he had the power to say it, the authority to say it. The one who spoke and said, let there be light. And literally before the sun and the moon were created, light came into the atmosphere at the response to the words and the authority of the one who was called the word. The one who is the word spoke and he said, I will build my church and the very gates of hell will not prevail against it. And tonight I just got this verse in my heart and I've got this word in my heart and I wanna kind of proclaim this word over you tonight and give it to you. I don't know what you're facing in your life right now, but I know that we've had a topsy-turvy 2020. <laughs> so many memes like, can't wait for 2021. Now everybody's putting up their Christmas trees trying to hurry along Christmas. Don't know if you noticed that on social media. It's like, can Christmas arrive so that 2021 can arrive? But I've got this word that I wanna put into your heart tonight that maybe in the middle of this 2020, you've been facing challenges and maybe you've been waiting for this year to end. But I've just got this thought that maybe God wants to put something in you tonight that you would understand that even though you might not have had the year that you wanted, even though you might not have had the circumstances that you desired, that God's still teaching us something, still, still working something in us, still getting us ready for all that He has. I hope you understand that even just surviving 2020 isn't the sum total of what God wants for you in this year. God sees through what you're facing now to the person He wants you to be. He sees through your current circumstances to your destiny. He sees beyond every situation. And by the way, He already knows the end. Death is defeated. Hell has no victory. Heaven is our home. The blood of Jesus saves us from all wrongdoing. Come on, if you believe that, why don't we take a couple of seconds and praise the one who bought us victory. Let's give God some praise. And the word that just came to me, I was praying for the service and my message is kind of simple, but I'm comfortable with that. But I wanna just put this thought in your head tonight that in the middle of all that we've experienced with COVID, God wants you to know that you're assailed, yet prevailed. Assailed, yet prevailed. Assailed. The word assailed literally means to make a concerted attack upon. To make a concerted effort to destroy. And I don't know about you, but we've had our share of assailed in 2020. It feels like the devil has declared that in 2020, he's gonna make a concerted effort He's gone after your hope. The devil's gone after your peace. The devil's gone after your health. The devil's gone after your economic security. The devil's gone after your plans. Anybody out there had an overseas trip planned for 2020? 
slash 2021 slash 2022. The devil's gone after so many different areas of our lives. We have been in 2020 assailed. We've discovered, some of us for the first time, that the devil is not just a cute little red cherub sitting on your shoulder saying, have more fun when you're at a party. The devil is a destroyer, a devourer, a deceiver, a killer. Yet I wanna just kind of put this thought over you tonight that we are assailed, yet we have prevailed. I wanna... I wanna remind you tonight that there's more happening in your life than just the trial that you're walking through. There's more that God is doing than just the difficulties of our current circumstances. That in spite of what came against us in 2020, God is still working something good. Come on, I need all my balcony people to give me a little amen out there tonight. Oh, I like you. How about a loud amen from all of our balcony people? How about a loud amen from all of our ground floor people? I don't know, it's kind of hard. Was it the balcony or was it the floor that won? Let's hear it again. What's the balcony like? How are you guys doing up there? Wow, wow. Can you hear that, Christchurch? By the way, there's not a spare seat in this auditorium, I don't think, right now. Let me hear the ground floor. How are you guys going? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, let's tell the rest of New Zealand that we believe that though we are assailed, yet we will prevail. And if you believe that, let the Michael Fowler Center lift a shout of praise. Let Canterbury, the Aurora Center, lift a shout of praise. Let Weltick and Hamilton... Come on, let's declare. Assailed, yet prevailed. See, the challenge with us is that sometimes what we focus on is the difficulties that we are encountering. We give the trial, we give the difficulty too much of a platform in our lives. We allow it to become so much of our focus Yet I want you to understand tonight that this year, it may have been for some people hearing this message, literally the toughest year of your life. Anybody in tourism, tough year. So many business owners, tough year. Anybody with immunity issues in your life, tough year. But you know what? In the middle of this year, it could be that in your toughest seasons, God has been doing the greatest work that maybe you have been assailed, but in the middle of being assailed, God has been working more in your life in this moment than you have potentially had God work in your life for the five years that went before it. I hope you understand about faith in Jesus, that faith in Jesus, like it's encouraging in good times, but it is flat out transformational in difficult times that when all hell breaks loose in your life, when everything's difficult around you, that's when the faith that is in you truly begins to shine as you realize that your hope is not anchored to circumstance, that your peace is not attached to your tranquility, 
that your optimism is not determined by your circumstances, but you found a source of confidence, of hope, and a peace that is greater than every circumstance, every trial, what every situation. I'm preaching to somebody who needs to rejoice that God is greater than every situation that we face, that He always makes a way that God is working something good in me. Sometimes the greatest work He does in me is in the toughest situations that I face. We are assailed, but yet we have prevailed. We're assailed. I hope you understand, my friends, about the devil, that the devil is not keen on you doing well. Jesus made a declaration. He said, I will build my church. I will build my church. That's what Jesus is doing. He is building his church. It is the church that Jesus is building. That's important to remember because sometimes we think he's building a lot of things that he isn't. He's building his church. He's building his people. He's building redemption. He's building changed lives. He's not building our comfort. I wish he was. He's not building our convenience. He doesn't need my life to be easy. <laughs> Nobody said amen to that one. Even, even my front row who are so faithful, so loyal, doesn't want my life to be easy. Yeah, amen, you know. He doesn't need my life to be easy, but he does want to make me holy. He is building his church. He's building his church. And he said, and the gates of hell are not gonna prevail against it. The key there in the declaration is that if he had to remind us that hell won't prevail against the church, it's symptomatic of the fact that hell is going to try to prevail against the church. And I think sometimes we miss it because we're kind of surprised when we are assailed. Come on, anybody else out there like that? I'm, I know I am. I'm like, why is all this happening to me? I am a nice person. Exactly. The devil doesn't like it when you're a nice person. I am a worshiping Christian, and I'm walking through all of these challenges. Exactly. The gates of hell will not prevail. In other words, hell is going to try to prevail. Oh, you don't understand, John. I serve the Lord faithfully, and still I've been through X, Y, Z. This should not surprise us. It surprises us because we have a wrong perspective. We shouldn't be surprised. The forces of hell are going to stand against the church. The forces of hell come against all that is good and decent in our world. Hell hates life. I mean, we're in here tonight and we're like, brighter, you know, brighter. Like, I don't know how it goes. Lights are flashing, young people are singing, everybody's rejoicing, no artificial additives required. 
We have more fun in an average church service than they have in a $50 head ticket rave with artificial additives needed for somebody to get into the mood. I'm here to tell you that church is where life is. God is where life is. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and life in all its fullness. And if you believe He's the God of life, why don't you stand to your feet, lift your voice and give your God some praise. Come on. Tap three people around you and tell them, this is where the party's at. This is where the party's at. And hell hates that. Hell would rather that you inebriate yourself and make poor life choices than you discover the God of life. Hell hates peace, hates it. Hell hates love. Hell hates gratitude, forgiveness, redemption, joy, hope, and encouragement. So hell is going to assail the church with whatever it can throw at us to try and prevail and stop the life of the church and the peace of the church and the love of God's people and the gratitude of your heart and the forgiveness you extend towards others and the joy that you live with and the hope that you know and the encouragement that you offer. Hell is gonna go against everything that God has put in your life to try and stop the progress of the church. We've experienced that. I mean, think about 2020, think about fear. I mean, my Lord, if anything has gained a megaphone in 2020, it's been fear. And church, God's people, I just wanna remind you about a couple of things tonight. And the first one I wanna remind you is that the great danger of fear is that it makes you insular. Come on, anybody here know what I'm talking about? If I'm on a boat and I think it's about to go down, I care about Jillian, Will, and Lara before I care about anybody else. When fear is in your life, you turn inward. Come on, don't look at me like that. You're exactly the same. Fear makes you insular. And the truth is there is great reason in 2020 for caution. I mean, if you're immunocompromised, you should be cautious. We have a virus that is ravaging our country, so wash your hands, wear a mask on a plane. Didn't know we had to do that until today, but there you go in case you'd missed the news broadcast, which I didn't see, so I'm not sure how good a broadcast it was. You have to wear a mask on a plane again. You heard it here first, potentially. <laughs> we need to be cautious. But there's a difference between cautious and fearful. And the devil is gonna try and exploit this pandemic to make you think that the only, well, only, only thing that matters in your life is you, your wife, your children, the people that are close to you. Let's just have church at home. Let's just keep to ourselves. Let's not let the world in. And the problem is that the church, if it's personified by anything, is that we're personified by an outward focus, by love, by extending arms of grace, inclusion, by not being insular. We are the people who care about more than just ourselves. That's why we are the people that changed the world. That's why it was the church that invented hospitals. That's why it was the church that ended slavery. It's why it was the church that invented education. That's why it was the church that has done so many of the good things that are in our world because we are outward in our focus. The devil hates that. So he's gonna come at you with fear. The devil's gonna come at you with intimidation. 
It's a popular tool of the devil. That was going to try and make you overly concerned about the consequences for doing what is right. Or doing what you know God is speaking to you to do. Intimidation is a popular tool of the devil. Intimidation is something that every pastor has to overcome regularly in their lives. Pressures, circumstance, media, other people, whatever. Comes against to try and hinder decision making, stop you from holding a view. Man, have I learned a lot about that in 2020. Speaking the truth. Similar kind of point. Frustration, that's a tool of the devil. Just to get you in the middle of this COVID season so that you give birth to what is not God rather than trusting in God. Disappointment. It's a tool of the devil. Delays are not denials. Just because you've had a setback doesn't change who God is. Pride, bitterness. We've learned a lot this year about being assailed. I can kind of feel the atmosphere of the room like, I gotcha. We've learned a lot about being assailed. But I just want to take a point, a moment to point out to you that even though we are facing so many challenges, and even though we may have been assailed, isn't it amazing when you start to look at your life and what God really cares about, and you start to realize that actually you were assailed. But look at you. You got here tonight under your own steam. You breathed in, you breathed out. You might have had some setbacks. Some things might have gone wrong. You might have less money hitting into Christmas 2020 than you really wanted. But let me just remind you, you can't take it with you anyway. I want to pause tonight. I want you to open your eyes. I want you to ask yourself the question. Has my, has my challenges caused me to discover something more about my God? Have my situations made me more dependent on the arms of grace? Have I found something more of Jesus in the trials and the uncertainty and the difficulty? Have I actually has God actually done what He said He would do when He said He'd take all things and He'd make them work together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His good purpose? I want to sow the thought into your mind tonight so that you can learn this lesson, so that we can learn this lesson tonight, so that we stop our immature reaction maybe to some of the circumstances that come our way. I'm not saying that God's up there in heaven saying, COVID is my servant, not at all. COVID doesn't want a famine to ever come into the world. God doesn't want anybody to ever to have experienced rejection, pain, suffering, or difficulty. God is not the author of lack or famine or plague. God is, God is not the God who ever takes you backward. But here is the thing about your God. 
Your God said that no matter what the devil tries to bring into your life, no matter what wrong is ever done to you, no matter what circumstance ever went against the flow of God's plan, God is immediately gonna begin to redeem every broken thing and use it for His glory. He's gonna turn every setback into a setup. He's gonna turn all lack into a pathway towards His blessing. He's gonna turn all pain into a testimony of His favor and His blessing. I came here to tell you tonight that you might have been assailed, but yet you're still going to prevail because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Come on, if you believe it, praise God like you believe it. I'm assailed but I still prevail. I've been through difficulty, but God is still my God. I had a setback, but God still worked in the middle of it. I had a bad day, but God still blessed me anyway. Come on, I need you to clap and praise your God all over this auditorium tonight. In Hamilton, in Whangarei, in Christchurch, whack five people around you and tell them, I'm assailed, but I've still prevailed. I'm assailed, but I've still prevailed. I'm assailed, but I've still prevailed. See, friends, I want you to understand tonight about God that God is never gonna leave you in a situation where everything in your life is going to custard. Sometimes we have to face seasons like that. Sometimes we have to endure moments like that. Sometimes things in our life aren't working the way that we would want them to work. But know this, that in every moment, God is still God. God is still moving. And whenever you find a chapter of your life that's got a bad ending to the chapter, I need you to understand that might have been the chapter, but that's not your book. Because God is never gonna leave you on a downer. God's never gonna leave you high and dry. God is never gonna disappoint you. You might have been assailed, but still you're gonna prevail. God's always gonna make a way. God's always gonna take you forward. God is always going to bless you. And if you believe it, why don't you give your God some praise in this place tonight? I'm assailed, but I still prevailed. See, my brother, I have a brother. We're 16 months apart. He's in Christchurch tonight. Love you, Brent. Many of you know him. Pastor Brent Cameron preaches a lot here at Arise Church. One of our, my best friends in all the world. Really, probably my best friend. We've been doing this journey for a long time, but we were 16 months apart. 16 months apart. That's called Irish twins, I believe. My poor mother is one after the other. And you know, when we were young, we loved each other. We played together constantly. It was a great childhood, but then we would fight. And because I was one year older than him, Christy Lee, one year of development when you're like five and six, that's a lot of development. And so I would win the fights. But by the time we got to about 11 years old, I could tell he was getting stronger faster than I was. He was getting muscular stronger than I was. And I knew that very quickly this was going to come to a problem for me. So over the next 12 months, I made sure that I won every fight. And if I did win the fight, I did my best to convincingly win the fight, knowing that after this year, there would be no more fighting. (laughs) From this moment forward, I needed to find new ways to win the argument because if it came to fists or blows or headlocks and all the stuff that brothers do to one another, I knew that he was gonna prevail and I was gonna be assailed. 
So I would just come at him and I'd be like, you know, I just like, I had all the mannerisms of, I'm gonna take you. I had all the attitude of, I'm gonna prevail over you. And then by the time he was 18, I just had to get the heck away from him because the guy was dangerous. But the truth is, the truth is that I was still able to get a few more years where even though I couldn't prevail over him, he was still like 11 years old, 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, and it's still yet to realize that I couldn't actually prevail over him. And I have this thought in my head tonight that there are some Christians in this room, and the problem is that the way we see COVID is we've let COVID be bigger than us. We've let the situations we're facing become bigger than us. But I came here to tell you that you're stronger than the devil, that the Word of God in your mouth is as powerful as the Word of God in God's mouth. That greater is He that is in you than any hairy legs that is out there. Come on, if you believe it, give God some praise in this room this evening.